You are Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast on the Milwaukee Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm Eric Name, Milwaukee Bucks supporter at The Athletic Wisconsin. And joining me as always is my good friend and the founder of BrewHoop.com, Frank Madden. And bringing you today's podcast is Indochino. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when entering L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. That is locked on at checkout. Again, $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when entering locked on at checkout. Frank, uh, not a lot of activity here today as the the Bucks have a travel day. Uh, they did not have a practice, or I shouldn't say that. They, they may have had a practice, but there was no media availability today, so uh, there are no Greater stories that have uh, that have come out in the last day since they beat the Jazz 133-99. They'll be in Dallas on Friday night. They will be in Washington on uh, Sunday evening. It's a 5 p.m. start, so evening. Uh, and then they wrap up their preseason schedule against the Minnesota Timberwolves next Thursday. So we'll we'll talk a little bit about all of that. But first, I must ask you, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. It's it's still the preseason, so I was when you were laying out then Bucks next games. I was like, wow, I have no idea when they're even playing next. So okay, I feel I feel informed <laughs> now. Um, I do do you know offhand if these games are being televised? Because that's my that that's obviously the probably the next thing that most of us are interested in. I I uh, fortunately I will say this: Directv is great to have because it's really easy to watch preseason games. And I used to be very uh, jealous of like other people who had direct TV for preseason because like I used to have Comcast when I lived in Boston and they never let you get preseason games, even if you had league pass. So I've been, mm. fortunately I've been able to watch the first two games, Fox sports, Wisconsin had uh, the jazz game and the Chicago, whatever uh, affiliate had the uh, bulls game. Um, so I assume I'll be able to watch these games one way or the other, but um, this was meant to buy you time to go figure out if these games are being televised, which I don't know if you, you were able to figure out, but Hopefully, one way or another, we can take them in. Yeah, I believe it, it. The way I had it explained to me on opening preseason night, if that's a thing, is that Chicago was gonna be the only one where there wasn't uh, a TV crew, and, and okay. that was gonna happen. I, I know. Um, I was talking after the game on Wednesday uh, with Zora Stevenson, the Bucks' new sideline reporter, and she was talking about getting ready to hop on the plane and, and go to Dallas and all that on. Thursday, which was today, which is tomorrow for people listening on Friday. It's all very confusing, but um, yeah, I think should be all good uh, from that. The only problem maybe Sunday, it looks like NBA TV also has uh, Bucks Wizards, which is 
NBA TV having preseason game that whatever that may turn into a problem. Hopefully it doesn't for for Bucks fans looking to to watch that game because the Packers play on Monday night. So really you could spend your Sunday making it uh, you know a Bucks Sunday if if that's how you get down in the preseason. So uh, all of that coming up. But Frank, uh, we do have a third person on the line today, uh, which is which is quite unusual. Uh, but he joins us all the way from Australia. Uh, he is our good friend, Kane Pittman. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Friday afternoon over here. There's uh, absolutely no complaints on this end. Wow. So you're talking from the future for anyone listening to this Friday morning. So uh, we've somehow really, really made this confusing. I, I just went through that with Zora uh, telling that story. Now you're putting in a whole new element of, of how far ahead of time you will be. So uh, this is really quite confusing, but that's okay. Uh, the reason Kane is joining us is uh, a little bit of sad news uh, today as I will be moving on from the Locked on Bucks podcast. This is the last episode of Locked on Bucks uh, that I will be doing. Frank will be hanging out. He will be sticking around. Uh, so, so no concerns on that end. And the reason Kane is on the line is because, well, Kane will be taking over for me after that as the next host of Locked On Bucks. So, uh, congratulations on that, Kane. Uh, you have very small shoes to fill. <laughs> I, d- I definitely wouldn't say that. And first of all, I, you know, should thank you, I guess, for. Um, yeah, doing such a good job of this for a long time. I know I've told you this. I don't know whether Frank knows this. I think this is the first time. I know we did a few episodes together through the season, but I'm not sure. I don't think we did one with Frank, so this might be the first one with Frank as well. But uh, I, as I said, I told you this, but going back a couple of years ago, I, I drove from Milwaukee all the way to California, and I think it was during the off-season. It was around August, so I think I listened to about – I would have to say about maybe 50 episodes through that drive of off-season Bucks talk from you two. Um, so it, it's, it's, it was funny to do a few episodes with you last season, but now it's even, I guess, a, a stranger feeling to, to you know, move into this, this job now. So, Frank, we have done, uh, I believe this is episode... 653, 653 <laughs> episodes of Locked on Bucks together. Uh, what 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 goes through your mind hearing that number? Well, it's funny because I still remember the first one we did. I, I remember where I was. It was, I was in Vegas. It was 2016. I had just watched a Bucks summer league game involving Thon Maker. <laughs> and we, I, I remember being in my hotel room and doing our first locked on podcast. And uh, that was, yeah, three, three plus years ago. And, um, you know, do the math, right. That's like 200 ish podcasts per year, <laughs> which is kind of crazy. And, uh, you know, we started off thinking, Oh, you know, the lockdown is supposed to be bite sized you know, 20, 25 minute podcast. So we'll, you know, record uh, an hour and a half on a Sunday and we'll break it up. And, you know, that we won't actually, you know, have to podcast every day. And then of course, you know, the reality ends up being that we, you know, can never record 
podcasts that are less than like 45 or 50 minutes. And, <laughs> um, you know, every few weeks, David Locke tells us we're doing a great job, but we should, you know, shorten them because that's what the network's about and we just ignore <laughs> it. And, um, and we just keep talking forever about, you know, minutia that, uh, I don't know, I, I guess you guys are tolerant of us talking about. So that's cool. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it seemed only, I mean, I think when, um, we were talking, I mean, you know, we had our, uh, you know, no comment on rumors that Eric and I, um, you know, uh, had a, uh, knockdown brawl out fight, uh, in, uh, in the streets of Milwaukee a couple months ago that precipitated all of this. Um, but, uh, you know, when we, when we brushed ourselves, brushed ourselves off and realized that we hated each other and couldn't go on together, uh, we obviously agreed that Kane was the, the obvious person to pass the mantle to. Of course, I'm kidding. Obviously we all know I haven't been in Milwaukee <laughs> since, uh, since actually our, basically our podcast <laughs> last year. So, uh, no, but, yeah. um, yeah, it was, it was actually pretty, pretty, uh, pretty straightforward. Right. Cause I think I would say, not that Kane's been on the podcast tons, but since we are too lazy to ever have guests, um, Kane, Kane, I think is definitely the um, probably the the league leader in guest appearances on the Lockdown Bucks podcast. I can't think of anybody who's probably been close to him. Um, so you guys got to... and really, it was just about convenience. Like yeah. Kane was around me, yeah. <laughs> so it was just friendly. like, all right, like I would, ra- I'd rather do this with someone than by myself. So. Here's a microphone. Let's right. do this. To, to hanging around uninvited, by the way. Yeah, let's make that clear. <laughs> let's make that clear. Yeah, I mean the, the the to quote Ben Golliver, the best ability is availability, and and Kane certainly was, was very high <laughs> on availability last year uh, when he was in Milwaukee. Um, so so yeah, I think it just kind of kind of makes sense. And um, you've been podcasting Kane obviously with uh, with Ty for for a long time, not too uh, well. What seems like a long time. Um, and so it's not like, uh, yeah. it's not like talking bucks, writing about bucks, covering bucks is, is anything new to you. Obviously you were, uh, deep in the trenches, uh, in Milwaukee last year. So, um, so yeah, it's pretty easy. Um, and, uh, I don't know. Yeah. 653 episodes. That's, it's kind of crazy. I think I wrote something on the order of like a little over 2000 total posts at brew hoop over nine years. <laughs> And so that comes out to, you know, do the math, roughly 200 ish, um, 200 plus per year, uh, just about. Uh, so I don't know what is crazier. Frank, man, the model of consistency. Yeah. yeah. I don't, he's Jerry, he's the Jerry Rice of Bucks Con. Like yeah. just years and years and years. I don't know what, I don't know what is, uh, what was you know what feels like a bigger drain on my life force writing 200 articles a year or podcasting 200 articles or podcasting 200 times a year with eric name but um you know i i would say i've i i have greatly enjoyed these past few years i would say it's a lot easier podcasting than uh than writing i especially the way i write which is pretty tortured and like laborious and i can never just hit hits hit publish so i have not missed that but uh i've greatly enjoyed uh podcasting and i don't know eric i don't know i'm gonna predict this isn't the last time i talk to you i'm just gonna put that out there i'll be vague about it but i don't think this is the last time we have a conversation about the Milwaukee bucks which is why i'm probably not as sentimental as as uh, as, as i would otherwise be but i am uh excited to and obviously a lot of people know i uh had my daughter my first child uh 20 months ago um so i've been pleased that i've been continuing to be able to watch every Bucks game, podcast, et cetera. Um, even with, uh, having, having a little one. And obviously that kind of changes 
changes life and priorities a little bit. But um, yeah, I'm I'm probably going to be doing um, maybe like a couple of podcasts a week with, with Kane taking over. So maybe cutting back a little bit just to kind of give myself a little more time flexibility. But um, still very excited to to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks and drone on about you know random random things and uh, when Kane incorrectly uses you know less rather than fewer. Uh, or doesn't differentiate between <laughs> adjectives and adverbs. Um, I will. Uh, I look forward to correcting Kane, but you know, I'm I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's better at that kind of stuff than you are, Eric. So, um, so we'll uh, we'll just kind of see how it goes. Uh, I'll, I'm just firing that shot across your bow now, Kane, because uh, I just want to want you to be grammatically, uh, you know, on your game here as we as we get going. No, you you got the first shot in. It's always uh, it's a strong move, strong move by Madden early. And you can just my like, guess would be he's better at pronunciations than me, but I don't I don't know yeah, I don't know that to be fair. That's true. I we are, we did have a brief thing. Uh, we did have a brief thing earlier this uh, summer on Twitter about um, you know pronunciation and and whether whether people should try to pronounce like Australian city names such as the one that Kane is in right now. Uh, I I can't bring myself to say Melbourne rather than Melbourne. Um, I'm just going to pronounce the R. Uh, apologies. I'm 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 not gonna I'm not gonna try to fake it. Um, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, maybe maybe I become a uh, a fake Australian and and acquire you know some sort of uh, Australian affectations uh, from talking to Kane now moving forward. So I, I guess you just mentioned some of uh, your favorite moments there. I, I was I was thinking through it, and I mean we've had some. I think obviously. Secret Dante is probably our most famous bit. I was also thinking about uh, the number of times we said that we've written or sp- spoken thousands of words about Chris Middleton. Like that that was that was a very regular bit for a long time, and now that's kind of died down. Uh, any any other uh, favorite thoughts, memories uh, over the years, Frank? Well, first off, I want to clarify because somebody asked. Uh, I think it was actually Brett Abramchik, uh, friend of the podcast, although apparently not that good good a friend of the podcast because Brett uh, asked us what the secret Dante thing was about. Uh, so he's he's clearly not listening to that many podcasts. <laughs> but um, I believe the origin actually was. He obviously was terrible and and barely played in his first summer league two years ago, right? Uh, and when did he wait? Did he make a? Yeah. He, I don't think he made a shot, right? He hit like a free throw or something, but he didn't make a shot. He was like oh for eight or something like that. He scored, but he didn't make a. Yeah, shot. so he yeah. didn't, you know, and he played like twelve minutes or whatever it was. Um, but then in the preseason, I believe in the scrimmage in the preseason, I believe the origin of the secret Dante joke was actually that he then like made a couple of shots, but it was like when on this i think in the scrimmage they were showing replays and he like scored while they were showing a yes. replay so like you heard him announce but you <laughs> didn't actually see him do it and then something like happened like i think some other thing like they were broadcasting something and we couldn't see that he actually did something so it just seemed like even though he was actually he actually then finally did do stuff that somehow the basketball gods just like wouldn't let us see it so hence Secret Dante. He was, um, I, so dialing, going back to my whole, uh, you know, having a kid, having a kid thing. I am a, an, I've become an avid Sesame street watcher, uh, and, an appreciator of the broader, uh, Muppet, uh, expanded universe. And, um, I, I follow a, uh, a, a Twitter account called, I believe it's, I believe the handle is at history Muppet or Muppet history. 
Um, and uh, so it's it's kind of funny to watch. I was reading about the history of uh, the Snuffleupagus and how Snuffy, for the first 14 years of being on Sesame Street, was not was only seen by Big Bird and nobody else knew that he was real. Um, there's an interesting story behind that. Um, and then in 1985, they uh, they revealed him to be real to everybody. Uh, and there's an interesting story behind that because of uh, basically they wanted to basically make kids feel like it was like, you know, adults would believe them if they told them like things. And it was, there was, there was a lot of like weird stuff going on, like around abuse. And there's a really long story. It's an interesting kind of social thing. But I feel like Secret Dante was sort of like the Snuffleupagus in that regard. Like, you know, he was talked about, you didn't really see it. And then finally, eventually in last preseason, he was revealed to be uh, a real life basketball player, uh, not just a figment of, um, you know, Big Bird's imagination. Uh, so that with that digression, um, I'm just going to probably stop talking. But yeah, Secret Dante jumps out. Uh, of course, I will continue to uh, talk about um, and make references to my wife, who is a Rockets fan. Case folks didn't know that. I uh, want to make sure people are aware. Um, I'm trying to. Yeah, I don't know. I'm. I, I didn't really have time to think about it. You kind of put me on the spot there. I'm not sure what other kind of random bits we have. I mean, there's always the. Uh, you know, the, sort of during the Jason Kidd era, there was the whole: if you want to make more three pointers, you have to <laughs> take more three pointers, yes, right? Yep. And variants of 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 that whole thing. Um, but yeah, it's kind of hard to believe that. Um, you know. I don't, I mean, it seems like the kind of current version of the Bucks is just sort of the new normal, like the Bucks being good is just like, oh yeah, that's a thing now. Um, but obviously the uh, first couple of years of, of us podcasting, that was definitely, definitely not the case. And, you know, we podcasted a bit at the old Brew podcast with our friend, Steve on Horn. It was definitely not the norm back when we were doing that. And, you know, I, I go back even further with Steve podcasting prior to that. So, uh, yeah, it's it's just kind of pretty weird in general. Just that you know, here we are going into the 2019 season, and you know, Kane gets to cut. Kane. You just sort of, I mean, I don't know. Are you the good luck charm of of the Milwaukee Bucks or something? Like you just, you know, basically, uh, you know, showed up with uh, nothing but uh, your you know tuba chapstick and a and a dance belt to your name, <laughs> and uh, fresh off the boat in Milwaukee, and there you are uh, uh, taking in Bucks games, and um, and now the Bucks are suddenly good and uh, I guess we're, we're hoping we will see you again in Milwaukee sometime soon. I, I, I don't know if, if the Bucks have a rough start to the year, then, then somebody has got to put you on a plane or something. Cause, uh, you certainly got the, you certainly got to see the, uh, the, the best of, of the Bucks last year in, in your first season on the beat. Yeah. You're going to now that you've said that now you're going to like make me feel like I should hope that they get off to a, you know, a 500 start f- through the first 15 games or something. But I did, I, I thought about that last year about how good the season was, but I think it was like even last night after watching um, the game against Utah, I sort of was sitting there through the third quarter and, and then, you know, obviously Culver hit a couple of threes there in the second quarter. And I was thinking to myself, I'm, I'm already, you know, after the space of like 12 months at the point where I'm like, yeah, the Bucks are just going to destroy teams. And even at the start of last year, there was a bit of uncertainty about it. But now you're just like, yeah, the Bucks are good and they're going to beat down teams and they're going to win a whole whole lot of games really early. And it's just the norm now. And it's kind of weird how, how quickly that happened. But I'm happy to take any and all credit. <laughs> Eric knows that. I, if you, if you, you want to throw any credit my way, I'm happy to it, take it. It's sort of funny to think about... Um, you know, I think one of the podcast, like one of our most listened to podcasts, was done on. I think it would have been a Saturday night game one, Bucks Raptors, where the Bucks 
surprisingly win game one against the Raptors uh, in that in that first playoff series, like obviously not last year, the Eastern Conference Finals, but that first year. And I just re- 2017, I guess, right? Yeah. And I just remember like people dying, like you need to do an emergency pod. And like you and me were like trying to figure out how to get it done as quickly as possible because we knew that like everyone wanted it. And like, just think of the like pure jub- jubilation that existed among Bucks fans at that moment where it was, oh my gosh. They just won this game. Giannis was crazy. He was all over the place. Greg Monroe was doing stuff. Like it was, it was all coming together in that moment. And the Raptors were game one Raptorsing things. And it was just like, oh, you know, maybe, maybe the Bucks can do this thing. And now, just kind of putting that next to that feeling Kane had, where it's just like, yeah, you know, the Bucks are really good. Like they're. That, that's just how it is. It, it's kind of crazy to think just how far, how far all of all of the the franchise has come in in about two years. Yeah, I mean, then, I mean, that's right. I mean, the really for the last, I mean, certainly the, the decade plus that I wrote, and since since I've started writing and, and covering the Bucks in general, which was two thousand seven, um, you know, there was really just sort of like, okay, it was like the Bucks were just you thought of them as you know, what happens in the regular season and then maybe, Hey, who knows? Could maybe we could get lucky in the first round, right. If they mm-hmm. made it that far. Um, and so this year it's been really strange having to change the way we analyze the bucks because now we have to think about, okay, there's regular season bucks and there's playoff bucks. And, you know, especially when we talk about like, you know, Eric Bledsoe is the obvious one, but, but even Giannis, right. I mean, Giannis Middleton, obviously nobody really was, particularly great against the Raptors in that Eastern conference finals. And so, um, yeah, it's just, it's interesting. Like you just really have to think about kind of the team and matchups and, you know, roster construction in a very different way. You know, I mean, you know, you sign Kyle Korver. Oh, great. Well, okay. Kyle Korver, probably really good regular season piece. What does he do for you in the playoffs? You know, is he going to be playable against team X or team Y? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. It, It definitely adds like a fun, new dimension makes us actually have to think probably a little more critically than, than we used to um, because it, there really are kind of, you know, two different, I mean, they're, they're two different seasons now for the Bucks, And um, I don't know. I mean, it, I'm, it, it's interesting kind of coming in now. Cause I think we talked about last year. I mean, there was, there was that period where it was like, all right, you know, the last, the last month of the season, they were dealing with injuries. It was like, all right, let's fast forward and get to the playoffs. Right. And now coming off last season and the, you know, the expectations coming into this season, there's kind of a similar, like, all right, you know, there, there's almost like that, all right, you know, uh, that, that sort of anticipation of wanting to just like get to the playoffs and get to that. Um, but like, personally, I'm, I'm trying to kind of fight that a little bit because, you know, I mean, last year, the regular season was so fun. I mean, we got <laughs> to see MVP Giannis, you know, 60 wins, incredible point differential, just blowing teams out left and right. Super consistency. I mean, you know, one, two game losing streak all year. It, there was just, there were no crises, right, during the regular season. It was just a super fun, uh, you know, somewhat unexpected, pleasantly surprising in many ways season. And, I mean, you're never going to be able to have that again because now you have the expectations. Um, but I am still – I'm still really trying to look forward to enjoying that regular season, enjoying the game in and game out, because even if it's ultimately – you know, even if this team's ultimately going to be judged by what happens in the playoffs and whether they can, you know, come away with the ultimate prize – um, 
you know, I mean, we're all basketball fans. And if you, if you didn't care about the regular season, you probably don't listen to our part, listen to our podcast, yeah. right? You're probably a diehard who wants to watch every game or follow every game at least. And so, um, you know, I think that's the thing I'm, I'm, it's on my mind is just the excitement of having basketball back. And again, you just sort of cross your fingers at, you know, Giannis in particular, but every, everybody else stays healthy and um, that you're able to kind of just, just have fun with it. Right. I mean, this is this, ultimately this is just about entertainment, right? That's why we, that's why we care about this stuff and um, you know, enjoy, enjoy the journey. I thought it was interesting. Giannis had a comment in the article you wrote, Eric, you had your, you know, regular check-in with Giannis uh, and, you know, he sort of said something to the effect of, you know, yeah, they want to, they're looking, they want to, the playoffs are obviously the big thing, but they can't go win a playoff series tomorrow. Like they have to take it a day at a time. I mean, they, you know, as much as we might think about it through that lens of, well, the playoffs are the only thing that matters. Um, when you're kind of grinding day in and day out, all you have is, is tomorrow, which I think, you know, it's, it's a good reminder from Giannis. And again, I, I always, I always love kind of those um, those conversations you have with him because I think he always is is um, he always gives you something that's like you know it's not necessarily just like mind blowing and maybe it's like well yeah that that makes sense um, but you know I think he's he's honest about things and um, and it's uh, it's 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 always great to kind of just like get that peek into into how he thinks yeah it was just sort of funny during that conversation you know, talking about like the off season and, you know, him talking about how everything was so different this off season. Like you have to do all this stuff. I thought his, can we, can we talk about his story about the Espies? Um, yeah. So he tells me, he was like trying to think of like the, the best example of how crazy his summer was. Uh, so he's like, yeah, you know, like the schedule is crazy. And he was like, well, there was this one time that I had to work out at 4 a.m., that was 4 to 5.30 a.m. Then at 6, I had to do a six-hour shoot until noon. I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming – I don't know if it was a photo shoot or a commercial shoot, video, whatever it was. Then I had to go watch Costas, my little brother, play. Then I had to go back to the Airbnb we had, iron my clothes, get in the private jet, go to the ESPYs, and then I had to come back from the ESPYs. The ESPYs were in L.A., so I left Las Vegas. I was at the ESPYs for like 35 minutes, got in the private jet, flew back. Then I had a Nike meeting. Then the next day I had to work out again in the morning. It was insane. Can, what, what is Giannis doing in an Airbnb? <laughs> like what? Get, get yourself like a, a like a, some sort of villa, like get yourself like the penthouse suite at a hotel. And then on top of that, why are you ironing your own clothes, man? Like you have to have people that can do that. Like I'm dying at the thought of Giannis ironing his SB's outfit. Like that is, that kills me. What, what are you doing, man? Uh, so I will say this. I have, um, I'm not like an Airbnb guy, um, but I mean, we saw some videos of some of the places that they were staying in this summer. You can yeah. get some, you can get some pretty baller <laughs> places on Airbnb. Eric. Sure. So, sure. That's fair. Uh, let's just say, let's just say, you know, Eric name getting the like, grubby basement apartment on Aaron <laughs> that, that that ain't the way Giannis and the dead sure. are rolling so I I let, let's just be clear about that but uh but yeah it's uh interesting I first off I uh I have always sort of taken satisfaction in ironing my own shirts I don't do it all the time um but I definitely uh I don't know it's sort of a therapeutic thing for me I uh sometimes just 
like to iron a shirt and uh, I think I'm pretty respectable at it. Uh, I know other people who just like have never ironed a shirt in their lives, um, which I find is kind of kind of weird and interesting. Um, but I, I, I don't mind ironing a shirt. There's, there's something enjoyable about it. Um, I mean, I, I guess I could have all my shirts probably like dry cleaned or something like that, but, um, I don't know. I, I can see why maybe somebody who, uh, even if they're like ridiculously far more wealth, far wealthier than, than any of us, um, may still choose to, to iron their own shirt at times. I don't know. I, I would agree. Superstar MVP athlete, maybe you wouldn't expect it, but, um, you know, Giannis is, uh, he's real people. He's, uh, you know. I, I don't know how much he was ironing shirts when he was a teenager, probably. Sure. Uh, I don't know how many, like, you know, nice shirts uh, he owned, probably not very many, but uh, I don't know, maybe he maybe he enjoyed having a nice crisp t-shirt when uh, he was growing up uh, in Athens or something <laughs> like that. Maybe he caught the bug early. I don't know. Uh, Kane, ironing, how are you feeling about that? Well, I I must admit, before I, before I came to Milwaukee, I would probably not be wearing too many button-up shirts i would say it would be a rare occasion so it was wasn't really a common thing that i had to do that obviously changed pretty quickly last year <laughs> um once i moved to milwaukee so I, look i think i got better at it i'm not sure whether i would be at the level uh that frank's at but uh, i think it's a i think it's an evolving skill and uh one that at this point i'm probably committed to i was gonna say just just out of curiosity kane are you wearing the um i, I just assume most Australian men wear kind of like the uh, Steve Irwin Crocodile style khaki shorts and khaki button up shirt. That's like just what people wear. Is that is that correct? Is that you've got like a, a closet full of like crisply pressed uh, khaki shorts and uh, khaki sh- shirts? Is that am I am I getting that right, or, or am I am I maybe uh, uh, typecasting you a little bit? Um, maybe a little bit, but uh, I probably don't want to give that away. Although. I will say, Eric, you know, was just in Australia about a month ago, so that I've probably blown that cover. I probably can't even lie about that. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, he definitely um, does. He I took me to a wildlife reservation where there was some claw bears and stuff. Like he's he's definitely, uh, you know, Steve Irwin. You guys wrestled some koala bears. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just kind of like you probably don't <laughs> wrestle crocodiles to start with. They're you gotta vicious. wrestle like. They're, actually, no, I've heard koala bears are jerks. Um, that they're just pretty ornery little little creatures, but they are cute. Yeah, they, I mean, they just sleep like twenty hours a day. Um, and uh, and if they you disrupt their sleeping, though, they're not happy about it. No, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, they can you can you can piss them off pretty easily. So they sleep a lot. They eat a lot of uh, eucalyptus leaves, and uh, they're a really high percentage. I think ninety five percent or plus have chlamydia. So that's a little koala fact for you. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> this is this is perfect. You are fitting right into the lockdown bucks family. Yeah, uh, would, that is would, that is just, I, just dropping random animal facts. Why not? Yeah, I was uh, I had on my list of things. The third thing on my list of things to hit were uh, koala STDs. So we we, we nailed that uh, <laughs> nailed that part of my. <laughs> Uh, going back to that article, so I th- I thought like as we had that conversation, you know, we we're kind of talking about the off season and you know, where Giannis feels like he is, how all that kind of worked. And then we started talking about how the last big conversation we had was after the Raptors series where he had mentioned that, you know, this offseason would be about, you know, what do I do when that double team comes? Like teams are going to keep double teaming me. And, you know, I thought kind of what he said there was really interesting was that, uh, you know, like the only way to really do it is like, most teams aren't going to double team him like like the Raptors did in the playoffs during the regular season. Like you're just not going to see that. So 
what he's worried about is, you know, he always thought he could see the floor well. Now it's, you know, how can I see the floor, but also take it a step further and punish the defense. And he just mentioned that, you know, like the only way he's really going to get to work on it is with coaches and like they're going to have to recreate and reenact that setting in practices, in drills and stuff like that. So he can get those reps in because in most games he's not going to. And, and I mean, the, the next day after we had that conversation, you saw, you know, a preseason game, right? Where he got, got wherever he wants. And like, that, that's going to continue. Like he's going to continue to get wherever he wants because he's just that good. And he's so dominant. Uh, and that was kind of when I, I kept asking some questions about that. And, and then he was like, yeah, man, like, you know, like the one thing I want to say is like, we're going to have that hunger when it comes to that time, we're going to be ready to go we're trying to have a better season than last year. Like we're trying to win that next game. We're trying to take that next step, but the Eastern conference finals, I'm not going to lie. It's like six, seven months away from now. It, so for us, it's about tomorrow. It's about how we can get better tomorrow. And I thought that was, but as you mentioned, it was a good reminder for obviously like how this team is going to approach this season. But also I think in some ways, like a good reminder for fans that, uh, you know, like you should probably enjoy this. When when the Bucks put up 133, it maybe not be like ah oh, yeah well they're good like you can you can enjoy those moments because I, so much of being a Bucks fan has been suffering right like you you haven't gotten to watch good teams so now that you have one uh, enjoy it and I think obviously that's not what Giannis is saying about what they're going to do in the regular season but. That's just kind of the realities of it. Like, they know that for them to be better than last year, they have to win two more games and get to the NBA Finals and then hopefully win the NBA Finals. But they can't win the NBA Finals now. Like, they have to just worry about whatever they have going right now. Yeah, and I mean, it's like, even as podcasters, how do we get better tomorrow? And I mean, for me, it's get rid of Eric name. Bringing Kane Pittman, keeping <laughs> the next step, right? That's fair. Uh, that's that's pretty fair stuff, right there, Frank. Um, anybody got anything else? Uh, uh, the Frank, this is the well, uh, who, who are we kidding? This isn't the last time that we'll talk about Bucks publicly on some sort of forum. Uh, so it's not the last time we're ever going to see each other. Uh, but uh, any, anybody got anything else, Kane, Frank? I've got one story. And I don't, I don't think that Eric would be too happy about this, but I don't really care about that at this point. Um, but Frank, I mean, I, I'm editing the podcast. If I want to, <laughs> edit it, I can, I can get rid of it. Okay, I don't think you will do that, though, Frank. I don't think I don't know whether you've heard this story, but uh, you know, at this point, as Eric said, uh, this will be the last, or maybe the last time he's on this podcast. But there was one time that I was with Eric in Milwaukee, and I would. Assume that these people are probably listening to the podcast. I know that they were big listeners, and I think most of the people that probably listen to this podcast, not most, but a big percentage, are from Milwaukee and might be familiar with. I think it was Jack's Pub on Brady Street, and I may have been I may have been out with Eric one night enjoying a beer, and as it sometimes happens, some some people might come up to Eric and and recognize him and say, yeah, enjoy your Bucks work or whatever it may be. Or I think your Bucks work sucks. I I didn't see that happen, but maybe, maybe it has. But uh, this girl came sprinting up to Eric at the bar and just yelled in his face, are you locked on Bucks? And at that point, 
when I heard that, I just walked away and I wanted to get a good vantage point to see how this conversation would uh, transpire. But at that point when I knew that Eric was recognised around Milwaukee as not Eric name, but just as simply locked on bucks, uh, <laughs> it probably really hit home to me uh, how big this podcast had become. Well, we need more than we need more than that. I mean, was this woman drunk? Was she belligerent? Did she yes. have um? You know, did she just leave a two star review on on uh, Apple Podcasts? Like, what what was her uh, what was her mental state at this point? And um, I, I don't know, I don't know, Eric. I mean, I'm, I'm Kane. I mean, you you're you can't just leave us at hanging with that. We need we need some more details about what happened next. So I believe, and Eric, you might be able to. So it was her boyfriend that she was coming up to you on behalf of. Is that correct? Uh, so essentially she comes up and asks if I'm locked on bucks and <laughs> I, I said, no, no, my name's Eric. Uh, but I do a, a podcast called locked on bucks. She's like, okay. Yeah, I thought so. Um, she's like, I have to listen to you every day. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm sorry for that. Uh, that, that sounds terrible. Like, I feel really bad for you. She's like, my boyfriend listens to you every day and he was pretty sure it was you. And he wanted me to come over and I was like, all right, that's cool. Like that, that's fine. And she's like, Ugh. he just listens every day. And I always have to listen to you and that other guy. And I was like, okay, like, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know what else to tell you other than I'm sorry that you're, you're stuck listening to me every day. Uh, and then in the end, everyone was very nice. Uh, got to meet her boyfriend and, uh, we, we ended up uh, having a nice conversation about the bucks. I, I think it might've, been right before the playoffs. Uh, so we got to talk about what was going to happen there and, and how all of that was going to work out. So it ended up uh, after after having someone come up in a, a very acu- accusatory tone uh, and ask if I am locked <laughs> on bucks uh, to grill me, uh, it ended up being a very nice conversation. And, and we had a we, we had a good conversation about the Milwaukee Bucks. As you were describing that, just it just occurred to me that um... – that I, I mean, I made a reference to the Snuffleupagus from Sesame Street, but in, I guess for a lot of Bucks fans, I'm probably kind of like the Snuffleupagus because I'm never in Milwaukee, really, uh, or at least I wasn't. Yeah. And then we had the live pod last year, which is that, and that's when Kane and I, I mean, we, we first met in person at that live pad. Um, so I guess that was my like, you know, Snuffleupagus is revealed to uh, to the adults on Sesame Street moment uh, when uh, I, I I was confirmed to be a real human being uh, to the disappointment of many, probably. But uh, but yeah, it's it's fun. I I certainly uh, I let's just say living in Austin, Texas, I can play it. Uh, I I have never gotten recognized uh, in a bar, um, but I'm also now a, a washed dad, so I don't really go to bars or anything like that. But I've I've never been uh, I've never been recognized as as locked on box while like mowing my lawn while listening to uh, you know random NBA podcasts uh, in my little random suburban uh, neighborhood. So um, I, I have my, my anonymity here. Uh, I can, I can, I can toil in obscurity. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, Kane, I, I, similar for you, probably not a problem you're going to have uh, roaming, uh, you know, the, the, the outback in Australia uh, being recognized as, uh, as the voice of, of, uh, of lockdown <laughs> box. Let me ask you this. Um, so I, I mean, you sometimes uh, tweet at uh, Lee Ellis who I've, I had the pleasure of meeting Lee a, a number of years ago uh, during a, I think, I think they were still the basketball Jones at the time. And they were doing, I think it was the lock, the lockout year. And they, they were doing a tour. I think was when I, when I met those guys in person for the first time, but um, you know, the, the, the fraternity of, of Australian 
you know, NBA aficionados is, is not enormous, right? I mean, obviously there, there have been many uh, Australian NBA players. It's not like it's an obscure sport. Um, you know, I, I know you, you know, Lee, um, Josh Lloyd, of course, uh, locked on fantasy basketball. I, I, I sort of just said basketball, like sort of Australian ish, um, cause I have Josh Lloyd voice in my head, but, uh, locked on fantasy ba- basketball. I don't know, whatever. Uh, so I feel like, I, I mean, the Australians are kind of slowly taking over, uh, the locked on NBA network. Um, are you, have you, have you met Josh? Do you know Josh at all? Uh, do you, are you his roommate? Like what's, what's the situation there? <laughs> no, I, I haven't actually met Josh in person, but it was funny. Is when he this in happened. the room where you are right now? I may or may not be looking at him um, because as, as most people know, all Australians know all Australians. And I, I will say that there was a couple of times when I was in Milwaukee where people would come up to you and they're like, ah, oh, like, where are you from? And I'm like, Melbourne. And they're like, oh, yeah, I know like this person from Melbourne. Do you know who they are? And I'm just like, no, <laughs> no, I do not. They, no, I do not know who this person is in the city of millions of people. Whatever, you know, and I, I don't know every person that lives in Melbourne. So, I haven't met Josh Lloyd, but I, I did uh, speak to him the other week and uh, on one of those uh, Locked On Fantasy podcasts, actually. Good, good. I'm glad. Um, it's, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Well, I, I will. I'll, I'll, let me make this challenge to you. Um, you're gonna. I, I, I think. I mean, Eric and I have been notoriously bad at getting guests on this podcast. We are lazy. Uh, we have more friends in the world of sort of NBA coverage than probably our pathetic uh, attempts at getting guests would, would suggest we occasionally do it. Um, but I'm just going to say you got to, you got to play the Australia card at some point and, um, and try to get, get Lee on this podcast. That is my, that is my request to you and shout out to uh, the, the artists formerly known as the basketball Jones, formerly known as uh, the starters, formerly known as briefly the free agents. Um, no dunks Inc. I believe is the name of the new podcast they're bringing to yeah. the athletics. So that's exciting. Glad to have them. Um, in back in our world, uh, yeah, in the, in the, uh, in the NBA podcasting world. Yeah. Shout out to, uh, athletic people like Eric. So here's what I'll say about Lee Ellis. Um, I obviously went to Australia. I was at a bunch of, uh, Australia basketball and team USA events and Lee was there and he is legitimately the most kind human in the history of humans. Uh, I think he spent, every moment of those events talking to Kane about how he could get Kane back to a, <laughs> it was, it was unbelievable. So uh, Kane will have no problem booking Lee Ellis uh, as a guest because Lee, I think would do just about anything for Kane. Yeah, no, he is. I, I actually met Lee the first time we'd spoken a fair bit, just, through Twitter or, or through the internet or, or, or whatnot, but I met him at All Star Weekend last year for the first time, and then uh, it was finally I, I had no idea, but for that uh, Team USA tour, that was the first time Lee had been back in Australia in over seven years. He said so. Uh, it, it had been so long since he'd been back as well. But yeah, the, Eric's right; he was just super nice, and uh, it felt like a almost a, a personal mission for him to find some sort of loop loophole that could get me a visa by the time <laughs> by the time those games were over so yeah he's he's super good and that will be fun the new show with the athletic uh with eric we might uh we might at some point get eric uh with uh, no dunks inc i'm not sure oh 
That's that would be a lot of pressure. That would be a lot of pressure. I mean, I don't know if I could handle that, but yes, possibly in the future with the athletic. All right, guys, I'm gonna get out of here. I'm gonna I'm gonna you know make my exit. Uh, but before I do, I want to remind everyone. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when entering LOCKEDON at checkout, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout. Um, But in all seriousness, a sincere thank you to everyone that has uh, listened to me ramble on this podcast along the way, uh, who has dealt with poor audio issues. Uh, that has dealt with podcasts not going up at the times that they're supposed to go up at. Uh, that's dealt with uh, I, don't, I don't even know what else. That all of those, any of the uh, any of the things that you've dealt with uh, as we've tried to figure out how to put this podcast together for three years. Um, uh, we very much appreciate it. I very much appreciate it. Frank will still be here for you, uh, but I will will be making my exit. And obviously, this was. This was a huge part of me, uh, you know, getting to do more and more around the Milwaukee Bucks, covering the Bucks, and uh, just all of the listeners that we've had over the years have been a huge part of of making this possible for me and uh, for helping me kind of get to where I am today. So I, I honestly can't thank all of our listeners enough because you guys have been so fantastic. And I, I mean, Kane told that story to embarrass me but that like that is kind of crazy that you know someone would recognize my voice and be like oh yeah are you locked on bucks like that is that is how strong all of our listeners are and all of you are and how much you've supported us so uh i honestly i uh, cannot thank all of you uh, enough for that so peace out y'all that's gonna that's gonna be it for me um so for the new host of lockdown bucks kane Pittman. For my good friend and the founder of brewhoop.com, Frank Madden, and for myself, Eric Name, the Milwaukee Bucks reporter at The Athletic, for the final time, I'll talk to you guys later.